Hey, welcome to Day by Day with Greg Standard. I'm excited because this is our first series on the Day by Day podcast. A good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Brennan Chalapi, and I have been wanting to do this series for a while now called The Bible is Hard. The idea for the series comes out of a conversation that we were having about our journeys reading the Bible and how really completely different they are, but also how similar they are in many ways. Similar because, like many people, we've encountered obstacles in reading the Bible. And what I mean by that is things like unrealistic expectations on what the Bible looks like, intimidation of how big the Bible actually is, not knowing context, having trouble understanding things, getting bored in the Old Testament, you name it. Uh, There's things that come along while reading the Bible that are hard to comprehend, and quite honestly, a lot of times people don't really have the freedom to ask these things out of fear of judgment from others. And as a result... Um, Brendan and I both have known many people that have stopped reading the Bible because of these obstacles and because the Bible can be hard to read. And so Brendan and I want to take some time to talk about these things to help people to recognize they're not alone in this journey. And so the first episode today, we're going to talk about our individual stories in reading the Bible and some of the shifts that we had along the way of just growing and how we viewed the Bible and how we read the Bible. And in later episodes, we're going to dive into some of those obstacles people face and try to address them in a way that's healthy and can lead to really a better understanding of how to read the Bible and how to address some of those issues that are hard. So we're going to have some guests along the way as well to help us dive into it. But without further ado, I want to welcome you to episode one of The Bible is Hard. Hope you enjoy. I have been having this conversation around this topic of the Bible being hard and not necessarily because it's an impossible document to walk through. It's not an impossible book to read, but it's one that can be very intimidating to somebody that's just starting out, whether by the size of the book, whether by the, the fact that it was written thousands of years ago, whether the fact that Jesus says some things that are hard to understand and really hard to walk through whether it may be some Old Testament laws that really throw you off and you just are like, what the heck are they thinking? There's many, many ways that the Bible can come across as hard. And many obstacles exist for the Christian who's starting to read the Bible. And I know just in our conversations, me and you have both kind of felt that before, whether it be, you know, we we walk through the Bible, we don't understand, we walk away. We have periods where we just put it down because we can't understand it. We have passages even today where we read and we we have to go look up and get help and understanding it because it is it can be a very hard book to read. And so we've been having this conversation and kind of the point of this whole series that we're going to be walking through is to dive in to some of those obstacles, hurdles that people may have in reading the Bible. Uh, both of us have been in ministry for You've been in on pastoral ministry for about five years now. I've been in ministry just off and on in teaching and leadership roles for probably seven or eight years now. Um, and both of us in between have met with people who are very far in their walks of faith and very new in their walks in faith. And the common denominator is that people have a hard time understanding the Bible. And people all have a different story in ways that they have had a hard time at one point understanding the Bible. They're walking through it right now or they're there was something they had just didn't understand, but now they are able to. And so I think what may be helpful to kind of start this series and this conversation out 
is to walk through the stories, our own personal stories of what that looks like. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do identify with stories and especially for someone like you, Brennan, with the title of being pastor, I think it's easy for people really going to show that on podcast. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to make sure people know that you're a pastor. I'm going to say that a lot with a master's degree. So, I mean, that's, will they believe it? That's the question. I probably not, but, but being someone with the title of pastor, having a master's degree in theology, I think it just, or what's your exact degree in? Uh, My master's is in divinity. Divinity. (laughs) It's a master's of divinity. Um, And it's in just Christian ministry is the, general study and so Um, i think for when you see people that are pastors even on staff you know for hearing a story about how you've struggled in the past and still struggle today to understand things in the bible and i think it lets down people's guards if that makes sense you know i think it allows people to realize like they're not alone in this and so i think it would just be really helpful to do so and so um want to open up i'm gonna have to i hate cutting out ums i know what they look like in the audio because it, it just i know it's i hate it that's pretty funny yeah. you're like the guy you're like that guy who is in the matrix who just watches those weird the characters code. and yeah. finally like sees all the reads yeah, the code he's to... like this yeah um yeah but i want to open up the floor to you brendan uh sorry i've just talked so much right now but you're forgiven want to open up the floor to you and just kind of want to walk through that with you in the time we have here today and walk through what your story looked like from beginning of your walk in Christ until now. Yeah. And I think that it would be helpful to, as I, as I think back on just kind of this journey I've had of understanding the scriptures and this journey that I'm still on in growing to not just understand the scriptures, but, but love them more and more is there's been some major shifts in my journey of reading the scriptures that I can point to that I think will be helpful to just kind of focus on those. And so the f- the very first experience that I had with reading the scriptures, probably the best place to start was, uh, it was later on in life, I think I was in, I don't remember exactly, I was probably in my late teens or early 20s, um, so I didn't actually read through the entire Bible until I was 20, about 24 years old. Uh, but I had tried to read it on several occasions before that. And the one specifically that I remember was at my aunt and uncle's house. They were the only people that I knew at that time who had Bibles just like sitting out in their house. And so I remember just Sitting in their bathroom one day, might be too much information, but found a copy of the, of the Bible just uh, sitting in there. And I thought to myself, you know what, today is the day that I'm going to start reading through this thing. This is, and I think at that time, I, w- I wasn't by any means a Christian, no. but I, mean, you sat, I knew you the, sat in there for five, six hours, right? Uh, it was days, actually. Um, no, I did not get very far. And so I don't think I realized how long the Bible was, first of all. <laughs> I knew that I was just starting to read through it. So I knew that I wasn't going to read, read through it all in, in that one sitting. I think my view, of the Bi- I just, I, my view of the Bible at that point was it was an important book that a lot of people knew and read and some people gave their lives for. So my first shot at reading through the Bible was just picking up and opening to the first page and trying to get through Genesis. And I got maybe two or three pages pages in before just being totally confused, discouraged, and put it down for a couple of years. 
at that point. So that was my that was my very first time trying to read the Bible. Very discouraging. So that was the first time I tried to read it, but there was a number of occasions. There's a number of times in my life where I tried to read through the Bible in that kind of manner. I thought of it like any other book that I'd read. Normally when you read books, especially when you want to understand them, you open up to the first page and you read through to the end. And so I was that that naive or yeah, that naive when it comes to what the Bible was, that that's how I thought you would approach it. And so there's a number of times where I just got really discouraged trying to do that and couldn't get very far. So fast forward a few years down the road when I started reading larger portions of the Bible, there was it was it was shortly before I had actually became a Christian. Uh, my bro- I just moved in with my brother. He had invited me to to join a Bible study with him. We were going to be reading through the Book of Acts. Uh, I was not yet saved at this point, but I I started going to a Methodist church in my town and I I started picking up as I was around church more realizing that okay, People seem to be liking the New Testament. That seems to be where, at least at that point, I understood the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, yeah. that the, the New Testament was about Jesus, and that seemed to be where people really camped out. Um, and so my first shift was in trying to read the Old Testament to just saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to some of the more contemporary things in the New Testament, read about Jesus, and hope that I can kind of start there. Um, and so I, I read through all of the Gospels. And so I think I started, just like I did in, in Genesis 1, I started in Matthew, yeah. uh, Matthew chapter 1, and just started reading through, the, reading through the Gospels. And got a, I would say at that point, I got a pretty, I mean, I, I got the overall story of what Jesus was doing. It made sense to me. Um, I'd seen Passion of the Christ by that point, so I knew what the <laughs> crucifixion was. You had it all down. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, seen, I'd seen that in my life. Um, and I had been around this this church um, that I was going to long enough to kind of get the gist of things, uh, but certainly did not have a depth of understanding about, you know, what Jesus was was calling me to yeah. in life as a as a follower of Him. So I got the general outline of the story at that point, but 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 was not even a, a Christian at that point. Yeah. The next major shift was. I had read through the Gospels. I think I had read maybe some, tried to read some other books in the New Testament. I just remember being a little bit confused as to how they all fit together and what I was supposed to be getting out of it. And I remember just at that point, this was right before I became a Christian, so in my in my mid-20s, and I was just a lot more drawn to books about the Bible. So I was really into apologetic books at the time, and I, I remember very distinctly it was reading Desiring God um, for the first time. Well, it was, it was sorry, I got to, I got to, I got to re-say that. By John, so by John Piper. Uh, it's on, it's in the show so notes reading, for $10. We have a deal. <laughs> putting yeah, promo so was, code day by day. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So it was reading Desiring God for, it was reading Desiring God that really sparked my interest I remember that was the first time that it really clicked for me, and I understood, um, I understood kind of the difference between what I, what I had assumed Christianity was about, which was basically some form of you know God telling us what telling us what to do, zapping us if we did wrong, and you know, in telling us what to do, trying to get us to be trying to get us to be nicer people, 
you know, that it's like your classic, I had your classic view of Christianity that didn't, you know, drink or cuss or do drugs yeah. or uh, all, it was all the rules of, of the, the don'ts of Christianity. And that was kind of my view and just realizing that it was more about this relationship. So it was actually, I, I never ended up finishing reading that book. It was about two or three chapters in that it just, it clicked for me, this idea that Christianity was about this relationship that, uh, that Jesus had, uh, that Jesus had desired to, to have with me so much that he died for me. The purpose of him going to the cross, just all of that clicked. Uh, and that was just a, a, just a major shift in my view of what Christianity was. And that drove me back to wanting to read the scriptures. It was at that point that I actually got into a Bible study, the first Bible study I'd ever been in, and we started reading through the book of Acts. So, you know, I started reading through the Gospels, was really confused started reading books about Christianity, uh, desiring God pushed me into back into the scriptures. But this time I was starting to read it with other believers. So we got together in a Starbucks, we read through the book of Acts, and it was literally just a bunch of guys had no idea how to, it was literally just a bunch of guys, we had no idea how to, how to do a Bible study. And so we sat down in a Starbucks, we just read through a couple of verses and then talked about it in a circle. And that was my that was probably the first time that I really started diving, diving into scripture and understanding it a, a little bit better. And it was actually through that study that scripture came alive to me and I, I, I came to know Christ and, um, and really began, you know, began my relationship yeah. with, with Jesus. Yeah. So at this point in my walk, uh, I'd, I'd become a Christian. I'd started reading through the Bible in groups that actually, that actually really, that helped me a lot in understanding the scriptures very early on was starting, was starting to read through them that way. Like that's, that started a trend of Bible reading for me of getting together with an, with a group of guys reading through it together and then just talking about it. That was, I don't know, even as I look back on it now, I might have a little bit, a little bit too romanticized of a view of what was actually happening back then because we literally knew so little the guys that we had been in the Starbucks with, some of them had been Christians for, you know, for a number of years. Many of them were new Christians. And then I moved in with my roommates at the time would have been Tommy and Tony. And they were all brand new Christians within the last year around this. They got saved around the same time as I did. And so we, so we together would just kind of in this crucible of our apartment, we just read through the scriptures together and discuss it. And yeah, it's again, maybe over romanticized in my mind and in my memory, but it was just such a pure way of going about the scriptures. And so uh, that was just really cool. I think more than anything that probably as I'm reflecting on it now is one of the reasons why something like this is on my heart to, to talk about um, the fact that reading through the scriptures is a journey that the Bible can be hard is because at that point, I felt all the freedom in the world to admit that there, I, I could say that it was normal for me to say that the Bible was hard at that point because I was so new into reading it. And that's something that that's something that I feel like is so freeing and probably until I, I, I haven't had that until more recently when, you know, when I get to that shift, I guess I'll talk about it, but more recently when I finally felt the freedom again to say, Oh, it's okay. It's okay that I don't have every single thing in this Bible figured out. 
I can still talk about it with other believers, discuss, discuss what's going on, kind of ask, ask other people questions, ask, I mean, one of, one of my practices now is to just, is to just ask the spirit questions as I'm reading through the scriptures and just almost wrestle with it while I'm reading it. And that has been just such a freeing practice to me now. And I do so not in a way, you know, not in the, one of those ways where I'm critical of questioning in a, in a critical or doubtful way of the scriptures, but just more honest with the fact that it is challenging, that it is, it is different than my, my cultural upbringing, my, my, I guess, modern sensibilities. And by, by saying that out loud, by, by wrestling through that with the scriptures, it actually helps to allow me to, to, I guess, to allow the, the scriptures to transform uh, those so-called modern sensibilities and to, to get me thinking more uh, along the lines of the the lines of the authors and and their their view of the world and, and what they're trying to communicate through the scriptures. three more shifts i think get me to this get me to the point that i'm at right now uh the next one was so after it was after kind of reading through different books of the new testament with my roommates at um at that time in life or during with this bible study that we had in in starbucks as we started reading through more books uh the first time that i actually read through cover to cover i remember very vividly was it was through this uh, the series that David Platt had put out called the radical experiment. And he had preached it actually in 2010. I listened to it a couple of years later, but he, what he did was he, he preached 52 sermons going through, you know, kind of dividing the scriptures up in chunks. And it wasn't actually cover to cover that time. So unlike my first time reading where it was Genesis to revelation, uh, it was similar, but it was a chronological reading plan. So it kind of diced everything up to at least give me, more of that narrative feel that I would be used to in reading a normal book where, you know, kind of the flow of time goes from beginning to end. But I just remember so, so much of that 40 weeks of that was going through the old Testament. It was so helpful to me in my journey. I would highly recommend he actually did it recently, uh, recently again, I think 2019 at McLean, McLean. I don't know how to say it, but McLean Bible church. I think it's McLean Bible church. Yeah. It's like the guy from Die Hard. And it's what they based the maybe that's, church maybe on. I'm just thinking of that. <laughs> it's gotta be. And uh, so it's the church that he's at right now. He actually did it, uh, did it again where he preached through the entire, the entire, uh, the entire Bible chronologically. And it was so helpful to me because I, I don't know if you remember Greg, your first time reading through the Bible from cover to cover or reading through the old Testament, it gets very confusing for, it's very confusing for a new Christian if you haven't been shown or if you haven't been able to see the Christ connections throughout the entire Old Testament, man, you can get through large chunks of the Old Testament and Mm -hmm. be like, what in the world does this have to do with Christianity? How is this even the same Bible? And what what David Platt uh, did as he preached through it was each week he would point to how, like what the Christ connection was, how this section of scripture in the Old Testament was either, you know, prefiguring Christ and, and, 
you know, giving us a glimpse of what that would look like, how it was, you know, the antithesis of what, of what Christ, there, there was a character in the story who'd be kind of the antithesis of what a Christ figure would be, but he would, he would show the Christ connection in each way or, yeah. you know, or just why we needed a savior. Um, some, some of the times it was like that. And I remember thinking as I was reading through it, like, there's no way this week, I, there's, there was large portions in, throughout the Pentateuch where I would just be like, there's no way that he's going to connect this to Jesus. And then my mind would just be blown when he did. And that helped me understand that helped me understand the scriptures so much better. It gave me such a better grasp on the entire Bible uh, that I still to this day can point back to that as being a major turning point for me in making the old Testament more accessible, which actually oddly enough is the next major shift that I'm about to talk about, you know, the next major shift that I'm about to talk about actually had a similar effect of making the Old Testament even more accessible. It's kind of amazing to me because as I think about for so many Christians, the Old Testament is just not something they maybe even want to approach, want to learn, or think they can learn. I totally get that because as I was as I was reading through it the first time, I was like, "What in the world is this book about?" As I as I look back now and think about how how I've grown to love the scriptures, it's it's more through getting a better understanding of the Old Testament and getting a better grasp on how that all points to Christ that has made me love the entire Bible more, especially love the New Testament more. When I think about kind of what what I anticipate the mm-hmm. next shift being, and obviously I don't know what the Lord is going to do in, t- in terms of my relationship with the Bible and what it's going to look like in the future. But I've just thought about this in context of our conversation, what the next major shift might be for me in learning to love the scriptures is I'm just so interested right now in, in understanding the old Testament so that I can place myself in kind of this, you know, this first century Jewish worldview, you know, by, they would have been steeped in the Old Testament scriptures. The The New Testament authors were steeped in the Old Testament scriptures. They knew it backwards and forward. It shaped, it shaped their culture, it shaped their worldview, and it shaped the way that they wrote. And so for me now, it's, it's, this, it's this desire to immerse myself in the Old Testament and immerse myself in that culture, those writings and that worldview, so that, you know, just, just kind of thinking that that will help me uh, help me get that much of a better understanding of the scriptures. And, you know, I see that in these theologians that I admire that just, they seem to draw so much mm-hmm. out of, uh, out of the old Testament that that gives them a better understanding of the new. And so obviously that's, that takes me to my next shift, which, cause the theologian that does that and did that for mm-hmm. me uh, is of course, Tim Mackey. So being exposed to the Bible project, I remember at that time there was, there was, kind of two things that were going on right then. I guess there was a, there was a really a few things that were happening in my life around that time. I had gone through all my, all my theology classes in seminary. I was kind of well on my way throughout seminary. I was really into systematic theology, the neat little boxes that, that, uh, that you could kind of place your faith into and place, place all these scriptures into in order to make sense of it. And it was really helpful for me. Um, you know, I'm grateful for learning systematic theology at the time that I did, because it was helpful in order to digest a lot of information in the scriptures, put it into these neat little boxes and be able to kind of retain it and understand it, uh, understand it better. So, however, as a result of that, I, I remember getting to this point 
where I felt like I had, it sounds so stupid. Like I, I feel, I feel foolish saying this out loud, but this definitely was where I was at. I, I felt like I had like a close mastery of the scriptures at that point. Like, a, and I feel so foolish saying that now because I couldn't feel farther from, from thinking that I have a mastery of the scriptures at this point in my life. And I've learned so much more since then. You know, I had this, I just, I guess I had this hubris about me of like, yeah, you remember (laughs) me that. (laughs) Well, probably did. I mean, I'm sure I like to debate all the finer points of, you know, Calvinism and theology and, you know, just love to talk about um, all the proof texts that I learned to back up whatever argument that I wanted to make at that point. So, yeah, so I felt like I had had a mastery of scripture at that point and I started to get really bored of, uh, and this is just several years ago at this point. I'd started to get bored of the scriptures, like just not even as interested in reading them because I felt like what, like I didn't have that much more to read. And I felt like I'd come such a long way in such a short period of time. It wasn't until, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't until kind of being exposed to Tim Mackey, uh, really seeing his, his love for the Old Testament, his understanding of just Hebrew and the culture, you know, the culture of that time just the way that he broke down and simplified the scriptures, it all just really, it all just really started to make so much more sense as he's explaining it from the point of view of, of the authors. And I think this major shift can really be classified in, in the idea of desiring to understand the, the author's intent. That was probably the, the major focus of of that shift was just going from and i and i feel like it might sound maybe unrelated or not as not as major of a shift as it was but i but i went from i went from wanting to understand the scripture as systematic theology or enabled in in order to put it into these theological arguments to wanting to understand the scripture on its own terms as the author intended with the worldview that the, that the author wrote with. And I just felt so much more freedom at that, at that point in my walk where I was just like, wow, there's so much left to learn. There's so much I don't understand. There's so much that I'm even approaching, approaching this with that's a 21st century Western or, you know, American Christian, you know, white male in the, you know, growing up in the Northeast worldview that I, that I had that I was importing into the scriptures as I was putting in these neat little boxes. And so when that shift happened, I felt like the world of scripture opened up, opened up for me. And I just felt, I fell in love with the scriptures all, all over again. start out and tell my story here the first book I started out when I was a kid actually my grandmother would read to me and I would read in Luke and but I don't and that was we'd kind of read every once in a while but I didn't really start reading the scripture until I was in middle school and I picked up the book of Revelation which is I mean if you've ever read the book of Revelation it's not the easiest book to read it's probably the the most difficult one to start in and it kind of came just out of curiosity Uh, we started I grew up in church and raised in that culture and 
knew a lot of the stories and knew a lot of, you know, Jonah and um, David and Goliath and whatever was on Veggie Tales and uh, just what you'd hear in Sunday school. And that was kind of my reference of the Bible. I knew it was something that I kind of, you know, kind of the same to you, Brendan, that I knew it was something that people believed. I knew it was something that some people studied and there's probably more to it. But one, I was, I think I was just too young. I didn't really dive into it. And secondly, I just didn't really care being that young. I had other things on my mind, you know, there was, there's Pokemon that needed to be played. So why would I, why would I dive into the scriptures, you know, but when I got to middle school, Oh no, I thought you were going to say girls. (laughs) No, I don't have time for that. But when I started out in revelation, (laughs) it was because of, I think because of a worship song I heard about the enemy falling. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of read and dive into that. And, um, really confused. I mean, I, I gave up pretty, pretty quick. I think I read all of it though, but I did give up pretty quick. I didn't understand a single thing of it. I didn't really jump back into the scriptures until I got saved. And when I did, I, I jumped into John and I would read like maybe a verse or two at night, something like that. But it was very off and on. And uh, I would kind of from John, I started reading the rest of the New Testament in different parts. And some of it, stuck out to me, but there was many passages that I would just read and skip over many things that Jesus would say that would be either would seem contradictory as I would read it just at first glance or something that was very hard to understand. And I would just kind of push it to the side. And some of the big verses jumped out at me like John three sixteen or, you know, Philippians four, a, I mean, the ones that people know, I was like, Oh, this is great. You know, and began to get really kind of a basic understanding of what makes up the Bible and God and seeing the character of Jesus and, you know, really recognizing the new Testament was the place for that. And was easy to understand. I don't think I tried to go in the old Testament for a while and I can't remember what shifted, but I did start to read the old Testament and it took about until Jeremiah, which is pretty deep into the old Testament, if you're not familiar, but it took about until Jeremiah till I started taking notes and really wanting to dive in the rest of it. I would just, kind of skim to be honest I, some of the narratives and that are found in the old testament i would dive deep into but i would mostly skim a lot of it and it really took until gosh i mean that was probably the way i read scripture for a while and i i started maybe my junior and senior years of high school of actually trying to look up commentaries or i would i would look up our pastor had an archive of of sermons i'm sure i'm sure it's still there but i would look up by verse you know, kind of sermons by verse to hear a little bit more and dive into it. And that was where I had no idea what it looked like to try to interpret scripture or apply it in my life. It was just, Oh, I'm just going to listen to somebody else do it. And that was my frame. That was my framework for a while. And I, you know, and I was smart. So I'd be able to kind of take what they said and be able to, you know, regurgitate it to others if they asked or make that a part of kind of my ideology of what I thought about the scriptures. But between pastor Ken and our church, and John Piper was a big one for me too. Um, and then Charles Spurgeon, there's a huge archive of stuff. I mean, he's got hundreds of sermons and I would look those up and that would kind of be my commentary and my reference for understanding and interpreting scripture and through those lens. And that was probably, so I kind of went from the shift of just kind of reading it nonchalantly, not really knowing what is going on. And as a result, not really having any impact on my life, but feeling like I should do it. And oftentimes getting discouraged and, either just putting it aside for a while or not being consistent to understanding it more because I used commentaries and it was, it was great. I learned a ton to it. It took a while. And as, as I kind of grew and got older, I think it was not a major shift, but really just a slow progressive and a slow, slow progress was happening in my life where I was going from a place of 
you know, just having to rely on somebody else to being able to interpret it on my own and just getting more and more comfortable with that. And I went to Liberty uh, University and got a biblical studies and education degree in which I really helped me as I dove, as I dove in. And I, I actually, um, you know, I started on ministry on staff at a church and just in regards to college and also being responsible to teach every Sunday uh, and Bible studies and whatnot. I think it dove, drove me into the scriptures more and more, but I don't think I had really good habits. And so after a while, the scripture really did become boring to me, but also not alive. I found myself reading it to teach more than actually for personal application. And so I think it, it, it started to really uncover some of the things and the, like the bad habits I had in reading scripture and showed me that, you know, I was just reading it more for, you know, as I was diving into it, it was not just, it was not just for myself a lot, but it was for others and just so many different things that were just being revealed during that time. And probably the biggest shift in me reading the scripture came from um, diving into as you know, similar to you of just diving into some of the stuff that Tim Mackey put out there. Um, he's a podcast called Exploring My Strange Bible, which at first I heard the first sermon and I was like, no way, like this is heresy. Um, just because it was so yeah, it was so different than what I'd ever heard I remember before. That. And in a good way, in a way that challenged me in what I believed. And I it began unra- it began revealing to me that the tradition I'd grown up in had almost not program because I don't I hate that. I don't like how that sounds, but it did train me to read and understand scripture in a certain light and just shifting my worldview, shifting how I looked at the scriptures. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about just, uh, you know, the author's intent of reading with the author's intent in mind and biblical theology. And, and I really began to understand the context, the importance of the old Testament, the love for the old Testament. I mean, it was like domino after domino fell down. And where I was getting really bored with the scripture and really just kind of reading it just to read, to mark it off as a checklist item, I began to, I think, really fall in love with the scriptures and just finding, I thought it was just such a thrilling thing to find the person of Jesus throughout um, the Old Testament. So that was the biggest shift for me. And and there's so much in there I want to dive into and um, we'll save and kind of jump into the next next coming episodes here. But the biggest thing I think came from recognizing when I was first starting out in the scriptures that I had these expectations of what it was supposed to look like. And I had these expectations of what my journey in the scriptures would look like. And I think all of those have just been shattered throughout the years. And I think that's a common thread and something that, you know, is common in your story too, of just, you get to a place of thinking you've got it. And then God just continues to knock down wall after wall. And you realize the house you're in is much bigger than the, <laughs> the little box you thought you walked into. You know, it's just like, it's this massive, massive thing. Great analogy. And um, you could get lost for days in a good way. I think. One thing I still want to say in terms of the title of the title of the podcast being the Bible is hard is that I feel like for the heart behind that, that concept is that for so many people, I feel like they don't even have 
they might feel like they don't even have the permission to admit that the Bible is hard. And that can be discouraging because if, if people think that they're alone in reading through the scriptures, coming away with it, just wondering what they read and why it seems so accessible and so easy for some people to read, but so challenging for them, that can lead to a kind of discourage discouragement that I've, I'm afraid will distance people from the scriptures. And so I, or I guess we through this podcast want to give people the freedom to confess, to say yeah. the Bible, the Bible is hard Yeah, well, I think and it's, we're, yeah. we're going to work through it together. So next time in kind of continuing the series and the Bible is hard, we are going to talk about and dive into what it looks like to have expectations and what it may look like to adjust those expectations to reading the scripture. Oftentimes we jump into the Bible with an expectation of how it's supposed to look, of how quickly we're supposed to grow, of how we're supposed to understand it, of we're supposed to walk away with this perfect understanding and amazing nugget of truth from the Lord that day. And so I want to dive into what that looks like and what it looks like to have realistic expectations when reading the scriptures.